Hey, friends. It's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's Let's start start the show. show. Let's start the show. Show number 39. 39. Bam. Which is the age I'm going to be turning. Um, No, I am. It's the age I am. You are. You're going to be 39. I'm going to be turning 40. And how old did you turn yesterday, Joe? 41. Whoo! Halfway to 82. Check me out. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm due for a midlife crisis in about 10 years. Are you sure you haven't gone through it already? Nah. I mean, you, oh, you still drive a van. At that point, you'd have a Miata. Yeah. I drive, I drive a van, a very sensible van that people try to shame me for. And I'm like, you don't know anything about stuff that is good. Right. Right. <laughs> Person. But eventually question. you'll be the one that'll be like, ah, I, I can't have a van anymore. I got to have a two seater convertible. Yeah. Now that I'm 80, actually that's the plan. That's the, if I had to plan it out and I could ask for like, how do I get to spend my last years on this earth? I would say that after 80, I, I get to buy a Harley. And I also get to whatever cool synthetic form of like heroin <laughs> or heroin, you know, yeah. and I get to wear what I want. It just any, or nothing at all or nothing at all. Like I want to be possibly very feeling very natural and very free on, mm-hmm. on my Harley experimenting with mind expanding um, drugs at that point. Yeah. I, I picture you in actually in a kilt. Mm hmm. With me, maybe like a t-shirt on. Maybe. And then anything anyone would try to say to me, I'd, I'd just retort, I'm 82. You, right. you scallywag. You. <laughs> so, so kind of on that note, I went to, there's a local grocery store here in town called 2J's. Have you been to 2J's? I love 2J's. It's like, a, like an organic grocery store, right? And it just happened, like I'm not... I'm actually a pretty organic person. I do enjoy, you know, that kind of stuff, like hormone-free, things like that. You like the organi? Yep. Um, at the checkout, my daughter and I went down there to get some stuff. I made some uh, some tacos out of the, the one of the cuts of meat out of my mule deer and made uh, carnitas. Really good. I got to make, this is going to be the meal I'm going to make for you. Okay. Is a, is a venison carnita taco day. And um, it's, it's really good. I don't know why I said day at the end of that, by the way. We're going to just have spend all day together doing this. Yeah. I picture. <laughs> no, no. Um, and then, uh, so I'm at the checkout with my, uh, my veggies and uh-huh. my tortillas. Uh-huh. And the lady looks at me and goes, sir, do you qualify for our senior discount? And I was like, I was like, excuse me. And she said, you know, 55 or older. And I just like, I didn't want to take offense. Right. Like, it's just like getting carded. You know, if you get carded, it's like, oh, I'm not gonna take offense. It's their job. It's her job to ask me. But I'm like, do I do I look 16 years older than I actually am? I hope not. I hope I don't look older than 55. And then I told my wife, and it seemed like she almost like started crying. She was like, I'm sorry that happened to you. Because I told her about it when she got carded to buy a beer. And I'm like, well, you're getting carded for that. I'm asked if I need the senior discount. So I definitely married out of my league. It's not, I mean, it's a, 
okay. <laughs> so that's a, um, that's like a, I, I think it's like a, a number of things that's happening to us. Because I'm, I mean, I get that too. Because I look way older than you. I've been getting a senior discount for years now. Right. Like at Albertsons. Like, you know, I just, I just don't look them in the eye. And they don't mm-hmm. have the nerve to ask me. Then they just give it to they you. They just give it to me. Because I just uh. look like, yeah, I'm here. I'm, obviously, I'm here on senior day. Why, <laughs> why else would I even be here? Right. right. You know? And they yeah. just give it to me. I just walk out of there. And I look at my receipt. And it's like a, I have 100%. I have 100%. Um, percentage of of getting that discount (laughs) like Like, like there's not a time you've gone in on senior day and not gotten it right that doesn't happen to me anymore so when did you start turning gray like 17 i think i had like a little wisp like right up front like Mm -hmm. it was like a too too small to call a shock Mm -hmm. of white Mm -hmm. but it was it was a a strong wisp wisp Wisp. yeah i was like uh uh-oh well, here I go. And I used to have like this majestic red beard. Mm-hmm. People thought I, I was, I've been stopped and I've actually sold $1 worth of um, autographs as Brett Favre. Like people think that I'm Brett Favre. Oh, wow. Because people don't know how tall Brett Favre is, I guess, in real life. He can't, yeah. he can't be 5'9". There's <laughs> no, no way. There's no way. Like, I don't know any stats about Brett Favre, but I know he's over six feet. Well, I think one of the it. shortest quarterbacks is like 5'11". Yeah, come on. Like, ever. There's ever. ever been a quarterback was like 5'11". Like the Muggsy Bogues right. of the NFL was like 5'11". Which, how tall was he? Because he, he, he was, was short. He was like 5'2", I want to yeah. say. Yeah, he like, was short. He and, was Stallone-sized. And, and jamming. I used to play him on NBA Jam. Yeah, so... But it's not just that, okay? Now, think back to when you were just like, uh, even like 18, 18 to 25, let's mm-hmm. say. Okay. There was a, that you, you listened to a style of music. Mm-hmm. You dressed a certain way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I mean, maybe, I mean, you're only a few years younger than me, but I would be, I mean, I'd put money on the fact that you probably didn't wear your pants all the way up around your hips. No. For all of your life. Probably no. even you thought about, hmm, what type of boxers should I wear? Because I know people are going to be seeing these because of how low I'm going to be wearing these pants. Right. Okay, right? Yeah. Jenkos. I wore Jenkos. There's no way you do that anymore. There's no way, like, not even on, like, your grubbiest Sunday. Right. Are you letting your pants go down? So no. that No. Not even close, right? No. And you probably don't use any of the slang that you used to use. I was just talking to a friend of mine about like some of the slang that I used to use that is like, I, you can't even use it anymore. And <laughs> you can't say, you can't say the things that we used to say when we were teenagers. I, I, so, so I have so many teenagers in my house. I use slang more in a dad joke kind of way. As it's funny. I mean, yeah, because it's funny coming out of my mouth. And we used to do probably the same thing when we were using other cultures slang. We would, we would play up the fact that we were white, you know, and say it in an overly white fashion, most likely right. later on in life. You know, you, you learn to do that. Um, but nowadays, I mean, you don't even do that. I mean, you do it as a funny ha ha thing, right? As you're, you're thinking about like how many button-up shirts you have, and 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 how far below the belt they go, and 
Do you know all, I mean, how many pairs of not white socks you have for the days you need to wear slacks? So I, I, the only time I wear white socks anymore is at the gym. Right. And they're like the, the short, the short ones that barely come over the shoe. Right. And that's something that you consider now that back then it would have probably been awesome if you had a different, different pairs of socks. Yeah. You have right business socks on. Yeah. Um, like back then I remember wearing on purpose two different style, maybe like a, an uh, ankle sock. What do you call those? Yeah. An ankle sock. And then like a soccer sock or a mm-hmm. softball mm-hmm. sock. I used to wear soccer socks all the time cause I played soccer. And then just to be obnoxious, you know, to you'd wear them maybe with basketball shorts. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, so we don't dress like that anymore. Mm-mm. And we have lots of gray hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I have a ton. You have a little. I got my, so you don't see as much now because I got my hair cut yesterday. Mm-hmm. Because today I had a, a meeting that we can, we can chat about on here uh, in a minute. But I had a meeting today that I kind of wanted to make sure I had my hair cut. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the lady cut, cut some of my hair off yesterday. And then like, you know how you're wearing like the, the haircut apron? And yeah. then the hair like falls in front of you and it's kind of what you're staring at because you don't want to awkwardly like make eye contact through the mirror at the person cutting your hair and like just staring at them the whole time. Yeah. So you're like looking at mm-hmm. your hair and my hair, I had two clumps of hair that came off and you know those bristle brushes, the brushes that you use in restaurants to clean the pots? Yeah. That's what it looked like. Ooh, yeah. Like it looked like I could clean pots with my hair that came off because there was so much silver, you know, gray in it. And uh, she's like, oh, how's your hair look? And I was like, well, I feel like you went and got hair from someone else and threw it on my lap because I don't have that much gray hair. And she said, well, you do. And it kind of is going around like, like if people lose just the top hair and they have like that circle that goes around kind of the crown of their head, mm-hmm. that's where I have gray hair is like, if I were to lose just the top of my hair and have that, I don't even know what it's called. What's it called when somebody has that like weird area around their head the costanza yeah yeah um (laughs) that's where the gray's at the most gray and so if i keep it short you don't really notice as much because my hair is also thin Mm -hmm. not only is it graying Mm -hmm. it's also thinning Mm. and i hate when someone takes a picture from behind me oh yeah because then i'm like oh look at that balding in the back and the gray hair thank you perfect thank you for getting my good angle i like seeing both yeah Mm -hmm. i've been there you know i used to have long hair and um, I was so proud of it, too. I was like, oh, look at this beautiful, full hair. Because I didn't have that my whole life. I just, you know, later on in life, tried to grow it out. And I was yeah. like, whoa, my hair kind of does some cool stuff. And so I was like, well, all right, cool. I'm a musician. I can I can just use that. And uh, then the, the right up front got real thin. And I saw a picture of myself that now people use because it's kind of an, it's still a kind of a cool picture. But it definitely, like when you have a lot of really thick, nice hair in back, and it's even just a little bit thin yeah, up yeah. front, it, oh my gosh, it makes, and then I already have like a big forehead just to even begin with. Mm. And so it just looks like this receding hairline all of a sudden. That's just like, whoa, that guy needs to, you know, I don't know. I'm, you're fine if you have long hair in back and short up front. I'm not trying to judge you. But I mean, for me, I was thinking, well, maybe I'll, that, that would be the time to not have it like that <laughs> i don't know yeah no i hear you and then uh, here i am and i i'm like yeah i told the, the lady can you just make my hair make sense like, i don't i don't feel like it makes sense anymore yeah 
and I'm feeling old. So yeah, and and so that's actually how I do all my haircuts anymore. I'm like, ah, oh, I like it pretty short on the sides. Mm-hmm. Need to take some length off the top. And they're like, well, how much? And I'm like, well, it grows back. So you're the artist. <laughs> like, do what you want to do. You're the artist. Yep. And and they're like, okay, well, what about this? I'm like, you, you just need to stop asking me and just start cutting because it is going to grow back no matter what. So let's just do it that way. Yeah, like, I wish I could tell you, but I don't know. Did you do anything special yesterday for your day of birth? Besides um, celebrate that nine months and 41 years ago, your parents were in love? Mm, uh, I went to work. You know, I had my show at the Beck, which was fun. Because I thought, to, you know, I was thinking, well, hey, you know, I, it's a reminder that I get to do something I love on my birthday. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. I always take stock, like, how are we doing with our life, you know, when you, always, when you, when you come around the bend one more time? Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, and then I, I just kind of got, I, I got an idea of what I wanted to eat. And instead of going out to eat and spending, you know, more money, I thought, well, shoot, I'll just go to, you know, a, a store and get the things because I'm a pretty good cook. And one of them was just a little sushi that I had for kind of the lunch time. And then I got these little tiny organic uh, medallions of beef you know, like a filet mm-hmm, mignon mm-hmm. style. Yeah, yeah. The tiniest little thing. Did and, they, and did you get the ones pre-wrapped with bacon? No. I, but about that size, right? About that size, yep. yeah. I, I, something about that bacon wrap doesn't sit well with me I don't for like some it. reason. I don't, I, yeah, I, I've never bought that. I might, I'll wrap my steaks in bacon, but I'll do it myself. Yeah. like It's I, just weird. I want to know where the bacon's coming. How long has And how long has that bacon been touching my beef? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Do they even know each other? Right. Okay. Right. And so I then I, I threw that on the cast iron, sear it with some salt and pepper, and then um, super rare. I just mm. leave it. I yeah. leave it like yeah. that. And then I had it called um, for some steak sauce. So I did that. I, I like to overdo steak sauce every now and again. What kind of sauce? Um, A1 or 57 or sometimes Lee and Parent. You know, sometimes I'm just... I'm a sauce guy as well, you know, I, mm-hmm. and I'm just, I'll try anything. So, you know, that night I was, I was almost leaning towards making some sort of garlicky butter sauce with mm-hmm. afterwards, like a little pan sauce, but mm-hmm. feeling lazy and I got bought two of them. So that might be what I do today. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Last so, night I was just like, eh, let me just, let me just sear up this steak and eat it with some A1 sauce. And that was it with no sides. That feels decadent to me. Oh, so I actually, when people make sides, I might do like a asparagus, mm-hmm. you know, in the oven with some garlic and butter and you let it go in the oven on a tinfoil lined baking sheet. And, uh, but really I don't like all the mashed potatoes and everything that people put with their steak. It's like, I just want to enjoy the steak. Yeah. Because like, I want to eat the steak like the second it's ready. And I don't want to be worrying about like, well, I got to get the potatoes out and I didn't time them just right. And then it gets cold. And I just, I just know, you know, I set a timer cause you got to let it rest. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you cut it with a super sharp knife mm-hmm. and then you're like, I just want to sit down and not do anything. And you know, Oh, I had some sake too. I like to have that hot sake. I'll just buy some. The cool thing about it is it's always the cheap stuff that you get for hot sake. So it's like seven dollars or eight dollars a bottle and i'm like boom do you warm it up in a just in the microwave oh yeah i I probably shouldn't but i do i just warm it up slowly in the microwave until it gets to the nice about coffee can you know hotness yeah that i prefer and then i'm i'm happy i do those two things and uh 
Yeah. Was it an early to bed kind of night? Um, no, we stayed up watching TV or whatever. I was working on some songs in my phone. You know, I dig into GarageBand and kind of uh, the band. Um, so the night before was cool. We we played a show that you guys were at. Thanks yep. for coming, by the way. Yeah, I was there. Um, Josiah. And Josiah his, and Kate. And Kate. That was cool to meet her and see those guys. Um, it was hilarious where you sat. Oh, it was. It, so like we walk in and like, there's, like it was packed already. Mm-hmm. And you guys hadn't even started playing yet. And... Uh, and they had moved a couch from the stage and it's kind of like in this walking path where everybody needs to go. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, kind of don't care because I still want to be able to see the stage. Mm -hmm. This is the only place left to do that. Let's do it. Yeah. So so we all just sat there. That was fun. I um, I was happy that we had such a good crowd um, and it was really fun to play with the full band. You know, five members, one of them being a saxophonist. Which was the first time I've heard him with you guys. Mm -hmm. And it was... It was good, man. And so Josiah, not knowing that he's not a normal like band member, right? Because he showed up a little later, and you had kind of mentioned something about it. I, I was kind of half paying attention at the time when you were talking about introducing everybody and whatever. Mm-hmm. But he's like, man, that sound, like we're in mid-conversation, and, he, and he's just like, man, that sax sounds really good. And I was like, I was like right? And he, this is his first show with them like he kind of played around last time they were here mm-hmm. and i was like i don't know if he's maybe practiced with them like maybe once or twice yeah. if, if even that yeah and and he goes well maybe the sax is just kind of one of those instruments where if you're good enough you can just kind of jump in and and play along and i was like well i don't know <laughs> but it sounds like it because he's doing a really good job mm-hmm. and so it just added this this fifth dimension you mm-hmm. know to your music that um yeah he kind of belongs there doesn't he yeah, we need we need a horn section. Honestly, I don't know how I got along without it. With with <laughs> especially with the the choices of music and how, even with some of like those cover songs and stuff, like how your band tweaks them a little bit for the unique sound. Mm-hmm. That sax just fits right in. Yeah, it was it was really fun. Um, and then add a little bit of uh, Johnny on his um, electric pianos, which can sound like different organs and things like that. So you can kind of mix it up throughout the night. That's always fun. That was the only other comment Josiah made about the band mm-hmm. was, is that the piano? Right? Because there was, there was one time he had changed the tune and it, it could have been something else. It al- maybe like a, almost sounded like, like a pipe organ or something. I can't mm-hmm. remember. But, um, and I was like, yes, that is, that is Johnny right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was pretty cool too. Yeah, it's funny. We we all try to like fit the song. Like, what would sound good with this song? And we try to tailor a little bit. It was just a lot of fun. I had just bought one of these things, um, things called an Ottawa. Jeez, it's one of those. Uh, so it's a filter. And the best way I can explain it is if you um, think about your cupping your hand and then making a note, a sustained note with your, vo- uh, your voice. And I'll do it kind of right now. And then you'll just, I'll put my, my hand over my my mouth is what I'm doing here. Ooh, you see how that kind of makes it what you call that is a, what we call that a filter. And this Ottawa is like this automatic filter and it gives it that vocal quality of that. Right. Right. <laughs> Most people would attribute it to like seventies music or, um, you know, stereotypical porn, you know, everyone makes that noise. Um, that is actually a very um, 
it's like a really cool old effect and I got to use it on my bass basically. And so I was listening to all this old music and I was like, what is that that they're putting on these particular instruments? And so I looked it up and it was the first night I got to use one of those. And so it was just really fun. I was thinking, man, here I am, you know, the last day of being 40 and I'm, I'm basically playing with toys with my friends in front of people and getting people. paid for it. Yeah. So I was like, I was really happy. It was did you, really did, fun. Did you guys have a tip jar out? I didn't even notice. We did. Okay. Yeah, did we, you do okay on that? We did okay. Yeah. So there was a, there's a guarantee uh, for the band and so, or um, if we make more in cover charge, because there's a small $5 cover charge, if we make more, then um, we take that instead. So we'll get paid. The you either get paid a flat rate mm -hmm. or what you get from the door mm -hmm. and your tips. Yeah, and for the being the first show, um, we 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 did better at the door. So I was really excited. I was like, man, we we brought a good crowd. People seem to enjoy it, and hopefully, um, they'll be back and we'll do that again. But then the next day, um, so that was at Keller Geist. Thanks again, Keller Geist, Jolene, Matthias. You guys are awesome. Um, and then the next day I got to play at the Beck, which is my usual Sunday show, which mm -hmm. was again, like I busted out a couple jazz songs that whatever I get to, cause I was thinking, oh, that's my birthday. I can play whatever I want. You know, I can play these obscure jazz songs. Right. <laughs> but there's always some people that appreciate that stuff. And that surprises me. And I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't judge people. You know, like I like this obscure jazz stuff because I don't know, it reminds me of, old classic cartoons maybe or growing up in a in a certain time and place and i'm not the only one that did that so mm -hmm. it's cool to think you're being obscure but then um notice that maybe even accidentally you're making all these connections with people so that was a cool way to spend a birthday eating what i wanted playing music and um enjoying my life and my work like a little kid mm -hmm. I mean, like a little kid would playing with his tonka truck and his his he-man character or his gi joe <laughs> I'm trying to think of old references that we would remember the what was that uh, pogo ball remember the pogo ball where you would it's like a pogo stick but it was just a ball with a platform attached to it that you would oh, jump oh yeah remember that thing it looked like Saturn it was nuts wasn't it yeah it did it looked like yeah, Saturn it looked like Saturn and your feet went on the rings of Saturn yep and yep. then you just bounced around on this ball they talked us into like wanting an piece of exercise equipment because they said it was a toy. Yep. And I was like, that's like moon shoes. Remember moon shoes? Mm, I don't remember moon shoes. You like, like put them on over your shoes and they were just like, like a trampoline attached oh. to each one of your feet. Whoa. And you could like jump around. Yeah. I don't remember those. Yeah. The, it was around the same time that the, the pogo ball came out. Mm -hmm. Good times. Uh. <laughs> um, oh, Earlier, you had mentioned uh, a sharp knife cutting your steak. And I just wanted to give a shout out to Montana Knife Company because mm -hmm. I just got a knife in the mail. And I didn't ask them how much of this story I'm allowed to share. But we're not up to a million listeners yet. So I want to share on the podcast. Yeah, but Brian's remarks do not necessarily represent the podcast. <laughs> well, it's just because like when I tell this, I don't want people taking advantage of what they've done. But um, I bought this knife from them mm -hmm. a little less than a year ago. And the way that they their company runs right now is because of all the COVID stuff, there's a limited amount of steel that they can get and they want everything from America. Hmm. And so they order in a shipment of steel, make knives out of it, 
Um, you know, they sharpen them all right there. They, they get them all good to go right there. They just order the sheet of steel and everything else is done right in Frenchtown, Montana. Mm-hmm. And then they do these drops. Okay. And so um, they just had, this is called a goat knife. Um, and to make the uh, short story longer, uh, it's after like a speed goat. And that's a North American pronghorn antelope. Mm-hmm. And so this is like your antelope knife for whatever reason. And I think it's just because it's uh, the smallest one they make. It's the lightest. Anyway, I bought this from them. And then on opening weekend, I, I shared on the podcast on opening weekend, my wife was carrying my pack that had this attached to it. Mm-hmm. And you see this little screw on the, the case right there uh-huh. that will loosen or tighten how easily this knife comes out of the, the sheath. Ugh. And apparently I had it maybe just a little too loose, uh-huh. but, um, when I went to Montana Knife Company for the vet weekend, I brought my sheath because my, my knife had fallen out while my wife was carrying it. She felt bad, and it's a $225 knife. She felt bad. We went and looked for it, couldn't find it. And so I showed them my sheath, and they're like, oh, it's not too loose. That shouldn't have happened. So we'll give you a code so you can get a cheaper knife to replace it. And I was like, oh, that's fantastic. And so I bought another knife while I was there, not one of these. It was the one they were getting ready to do a drop for, and so I got it. Um, and then, uh, this drop was last Tuesday and he said, just message me before the drop comes and I'll, I'll get you your code. And so I messaged him. And then the next thing I know, he doesn't respond to my message. I just get a text that says, um, your order for a knife went through and they sent me this knife for free. Whoa. And like legit, I just lost it. Right. And I think it's partly because I was up at the vet weekend and, they want to help out vets as much as possible. I told them I didn't want any special treatment or sympathy or anything like that. Like I lost it fair and square. Um, I was definitely happy just to get a discount code, even if it was just like 20 or 30% off or something. Um, and so I was fully prepared to, you know, pay for this knife again. Cause I like it so much and I got it in the mail today for free. And that's why I was like, I'm not sure how much they want me to share. Because if the, if I tell people I got a free knife, how many people are going to reach back out to them and say, oh, I lost my my knife. And so if you're listening and you've somehow bought a Montana Knife Company, don't don't take advantage, you know. <laughs> don't take advantage. <laughs> don't take advantage of it. That's the only reason I didn't want to share. But I did want to share because of how good this company is. Like they, they just cool. uh, they just take care of people. And I wanted to I wanted to share that. And we're hoping to have his name is Josh Smith that um is the master bladesmith he was actually he's been on um what's that knife reality show like force and fire maybe yes he's been on that twice oh cool uh, and his name is josh smith we're hoping to get him on the podcast in january and so i'll be reaching back out to him here in about a month and we're going to go to Frenchtown, and we're going to try to get him on and i'm also going to work on getting um laura zara who's been on Naked and Afraid five times. We're going to try to get her on the podcast as well while we go to Frenchtown. Um, so anyway, that's, that's all of that. I, w- I wanted to share that. And, I, and you gave me a little bit of a segue when you talked about using a really sharp knife. These, sh- these knives um, will, will cut arm hair, right? Like that you can shave with them. They're really good. Jeez. Sharp knife. Okay, cool. And then also today I got um, my monthly subscription to Black Rifle Coffee in. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, murdered out. It's the darkest roast that Black Rifle makes. What do you think? I don't mind it. <clears throat> I'm not a dark roast fan, mm-hmm. but it's not bad. Like, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, that's a robust cup of coffee. Yeah. 
I could, yeah. I could drink a cup of that when I was tanning leather or, or carving up a deer hide. <laughs> and then, you, yeah, you came over, and I had two friends over here, and I was uh, helping them butcher up. Uh, they, they got two bucks this weekend, and we're like, hey, could you show us? They have all this stuff at home, but they hadn't butchered their own deer before. And so mm. I spent this morning showing them how to, how to butcher a deer. And um, last night, my daughter-in-law and my son went to the hospital um, because uh, she felt she was starting labor. Whoa. And then about an hour and a half ago, I got news that um, I'm the grandfather of an 8-pound, 11-ounce, 21-inch gentleman who will be one of the most majestic humans to ever walk the planet congratulations man and here's the funny part i still don't know his name (laughs) i think they want to tell me in person what is this person's name Hmm. i don't know i know his initials are um f j g and so i know his last name is gustafs oh that's easy Farnsworth. What was the, what was the next? J. 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 Um, Farm, Farnsworth? Farnsworth. 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 Um, Je- Jebediah. It's not that. Farnsworth Jebediah Gustafson. So. I'd, I'd bet a strop, a strop penny on it. <laughs> they, the reason I don't know the name is, <laughs> um, you know how, like, you've had children. Mm-hmm. And anytime you tell people before the child's born what the name is. They want to tell you all the ex-boyfriends, girlfriends, horrible people they've met with that same name. Oh, they want to ruin it, yeah. Or if you're doing a unique name that they don't know somebody, they want to be like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to ruin it? Like, how can I ruin this name for you? Do I just want to <laughs> And so, like, you have, you have two children with unique names. I'm sure mm-hmm. if you told people beforehand, you heard that stuff, right? Yeah, we still hear it, actually. Oh, wow. Sorry. I think their names are amazing. <laughs> well, thank I, you. I love their names. Yeah, one of the grandparents um, keeps trying to change Clover's name to Chloe. And we're like, hmm, see, I just, we can't have that. <laughs> can, you, can you stop now? <clears throat> I'd like you to stop, please. Yeah. Um, and so they didn't, they didn't uh, tell people the name. And actually, I had guessed their first name they had picked out. I had guessed it. Oh, just kind of out of the blue. And I, I only realized that because they texted me after they were at the house and like, stop saying that name because you're right. And we're having a hard time like lying, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you'd say the name and we'd like look at each other and we think people are noticing that you're getting the name right. And, uh, and so then they changed it from that. And then they decided they wanted to do a game with all of us. And so we're all in this um, Snapchat group, family group, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, they, every Monday they would send a clue. And so the first clue was FJG. The next clue was um, both the middle, uh, first, ma- first name and middle name are biblical. But we figured out that that didn't mean a Bible name. It just meant it's a word you can find in the Bible. Oh, my. <laughs> and there's lots of words in the Bible. Um, and so, uh, so then they, maybe they took a week off or something, and then they finally sent another clue, and it was like, um, uh, my daughter-in-law said, it's, it's, the middle name is the same as a middle name in my family. I'm like, well, I don't know any middle names for anyone on your side of the family. So that's not a good clue, right? And so it was there. I was like, this game is starting to frustrate me, right? Mm-hmm. And you could, you could, their rule was you could guess the first and middle name, and they would tell you yes or no. They would not tell you the first name's right, the middle name's right, 
if you didn't get them both correct and you had to guess them both, they would just say, nope. The next clue was, it's of English origin. No, come on. And I'm like, listen, I know you didn't name him. I'm not trying to be racist or anything. Muhammad, right? Uh Like, I know that. Uh So, like, of course, it's of English descent or origin. Uh And so at that point, I said, I'm done. I now want to be surprised mm-hmm. because I don't want to be angry. Yes, <laughs> because frustrated. I, I take I, I love guessing games. I love like figuring you know clues and getting mm-hmm. all that stuff together. But I didn't want to get mad at them because they also like there's certain clues if they gave them would get like give the name away yeah. right and so they were they were trying to like keep the game going until you know right before they had him and and so I get all of that and so I wasn't I wasn't mad or frustrated or anything I just said I'm done guessing I want to be surprised and so I think they want to tell me now they want to tell me in person they don't want to wait until they don't want to like text me um, the name they're gonna they're gonna tell me in person. So I'm, I'm being patient, and with everything going on with, with COVID, I don't know how soon I'll be able to, to go up to the, the hospital and meet my grandson because it, I think they're only allowed one person at a time. And, you know, each person decides when they want people to, to be up there. You know? yeah. And she's been in the hospital since like four <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, that's easy. Just, um, just um, volunteer to volunteer at the at the hospital and then just like happen upon happen upon them yeah as a candy striper yeah. so my daughter works in the icu and oh. so she gets to go see him probably before i do see or just like drop off lunch <laughs> right. to your other daughter <laughs> right i'm just bringing bringing lunch for brooklyn you know yep just oh i just lunch. so happen to be in this area of the hospital now. Yeah, I don't think that's a fly. They've got a lot of COVID rules, man. Okay. And so there's a lot of craziness going on up there. Um, one of the, the gentlemen that was here, Bryant, mm-hmm. doing the butchering, yeah. he works up in the ICU as well. Whoa. And, uh, and he was telling me there's lots of, you know, they're still trying to figure out this COVID thing. Yeah. You know? And so, like, certain rules, like, they don't even make sense because they're changing quite a bit. And so one thing that they did for somebody, they might not do for somebody else because they're trying to figure out the best methods for allowing guests for what medicines people need to take. And um, he said that uh, lots of people listen to Joe Rogan and try to get medical advice from a podcaster. Yeah. Um, and so lots of people saying, oh, can we try this medicine? And they're like, we don't carry that. We um, don't. We don't, Are you listening to Joe? We don't have a shaman, and we also don't have a million-dollar-an-hour doctor that can just give you IVs right. for and, the next two hours. Right, and so, like, um, most of the time, like, the way he explained it to me is, like, we just tell people that's not how hospitals work. <laughs> um, the, the doctor who has gone through school and has seen multiple COVID cases, mm-hmm. um, he's going to determine like what medicine is best fit that's because a- he's also the one that's going to get sued <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't work. Yeah. Like he's not trying to put one over on you no. so he can get sued. Right. That doesn't work for no. anybody. He'd like to keep his doctor license. Yeah. Cause you, there is malpractice and you can sue him if right. he does it wrong or right. you find out anything. I actually have a friend of mine works as a, a nurse of some, in some capacity. I don't know where, but I was asking her those same questions. Like, so what, is, what is it like? And she's like, it's it's like you 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 get you like save a person 
But then the family comes to visit and they don't care. And then they end up in the hospital like the week after and they die. That, that's what it's like. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> dang. That's maybe why all the protocol and the strictness. and <laughs> Right. The, because they're probably, I mean, that's to see that a lot and just have people like now all of a sudden you're the, you're now the dentist of society. No one cares what you say or think. Yeah, yeah. You know, dentists are widely known as having the highest um, rates of depression mm-hmm. because no one cares. They don't. Right. They don't want. They don't like the dentist. They don't like what they're saying to mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. and they just want them to go away and not be a person. And so the 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 lady that was here with Bryant, mm-hmm. um, she is a dental hygienist. Oh, she and looks so, familiar. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just funny that you mentioned that because you know. Um, but, uh, I was mentioning the, the reason this conversation came up with Bryant is I was like, the hardest thing with COVID I think has been like hearing about people that for weeks are alone in their room because they can't take any visitors. And there's like people dying alone yeah. in America, mm-hmm. in a hospital. And I was, I was like, man, that's the roughest part for me. I get it. I understand all the protocol. That's mm-hmm. just depressing. I don't want to. I don't want to be sick and not be able to see my wife the last three weeks I'm alive. Like if I had one wish and I knew that I only had three weeks to live, I'd want to spend most of it with my wife. Yeah. Right. Like if I could just like hang out in the same room even. Right. Just watch TV while you're in here. Like put on the perfume that you used to wear in high school, you know, and just sit in here and Mm -hmm. I'll be fine. Mm Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk a bunch about COVID, but it's it's been rough, and it's been a it's been a hard thing for all of us to go through. Yeah, and I don't think anybody actually has it right right now, because it's so new. It's it's so different than what we've dealt with, and mm-hmm. I just think, you know, the hospital's got to be as safe as possible, and the, it's different than going to the grocery store. You're going mm-hmm. to the hospital where people are sick. Mm-hmm. They're getting liquids, and and they're bedding and like there's there's a lot that goes into to working and being employed at a hospital and then so when you go visit all of the protocols that they have to take we shouldn't get an exception especially since we're dirtier than they are Mm -hmm. like they have to clean a lot and Mm -hmm. uh and and so anyway um yeah and so i'm i'm okay if uh they just spend the whole time in the hospital by themselves and nobody comes to visit and i get to just see them at home Mm -hmm. and uh I, I, I definitely don't want to get my grandson sick by any means. So, how do they um, do they have access to like a FaceTime situation? Could they just like a click? Oh it? yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's something that we could do. They haven't even sent a picture yet. Good like deal. Ooh, they haven't it, even sent a picture. Playing yet. it close to the. Yep, I like yep, that. They're playing it close to the chest. I like that. Yeah, saving the surprise. Like no, no, no. We want everyone on the same on the same page at the same time. Yeah, and, they're, and then they're, we'll, they're, there'll be a grand reveal. They're sending, they keep sending messages in our little Snapchat group, but none of them are pictures of him. Let me, let me check real quick. Nope, no pictures. And everybody in there, all of my kids, all of, all of them are asking, can we please get a picture? Mm-hmm. And so what, what, what my daughter-in-law just said is I'm going to take a good nap because she's been up and working pretty hard. Uh-huh. Um, and then you guys can start coming to say hi. And so... That's that's delightful, and so that's that's an exciting thing. And then the other thing is, this morning I had um, at a meeting uh, with uh, Sheriff Slaughter. Hey, he commented on my Facebook yesterday. 
Oh. He said happy birthday. And I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know we were that type of Facebook friends. Thanks, yeah, Thanks he, man. He used to live across the street before we moved to, to this house we're recording at now. He you were neighbors. And, no way. And he he had a foster child in his home. And so with mm-hmm. Childbridge, I, I worked with him a little bit as well. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's a great guy. And I, I, I was supposed to have a job start last week. And I hadn't heard from this organization um, in a couple of weeks. And so I'm like, well, I think I need to start applying for other jobs because I probably need to make money to pay my bills. Yeah, okay. And so I, was, I went on to, there's a, a website for the VA where you can kind of do a whole bunch of job stuff. USA jobs? I think so. Mm-hmm. And uh, I took a, a, a like hour and a half, two hour long like test quiz thing that's like oh these are the jobs that based on your answers you would like these are the ones based on your answers to the the actual like quiz like math and spatial recognition and all this stuff that yeah. you would work for mm-hmm. i qualified based on my my intelligence for anything okay and then based on on my my answers to like the first 200 questions uh-huh. um artist like artistic kind of thing. So we're podcasting now, something like that. Creative, right? okay. Yep, creative. And then uh, one of them also was like security. Hmm. Um, and so I looked at job openings and there's uh, there's a job opening for uh, deputy sheriff. Whoa. And so I reached out to Jesse, uh, Sheriff Slaughter, and I said, hey, is there any way I could come talk to you about this? Because I'm 39 mm-hmm. and I don't know if you want, mm-hmm. you know, a new new recruit that's 39 and and we had a great conversation mm-hmm. and uh i'm gonna finish filling out the paperwork and just see where it goes i might end up being a sheriff sheriff's deputy cool um i like driving i'm good with high stress situations mm-hmm. we've talked about before i i enjoy um i enjoy high, high stress situations mm-hmm. and based on my military experience i'd probably be pretty good at at some of those things. Um, oh, yeah. Have to learn a little bit about de-escalation, you know, when you go to, like, maybe a domestic abuse or, or something like that, like not uh-huh. using not using force right. on a gentleman I'd like to use force on. Because you got to in- investigate first, right? you got to mm-hmm. maybe try to de-escalate the situation before you use well, force. And so getting some, some training on that. But, yeah, man, uh, yeah so I'm going to cool. turn in my, my application tomorrow. And there's a whole packet. i got to get stuff notarized. i got to, you know, do all that. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time telling you of this, and I've been keeping you pretty abreast of my my job stuff. And the goings so on. Yeah, I'm telling I'm telling you and everyone else at the same time that this is uh, this is something I'm pursuing. Cool. At this moment, so that's perfect. I mean, if you become a sheriff, um, then I could become like a like a crime lord, mm. and then we could work behind the scenes. Like, but for good, you know what I mean? <laughs> like we'd have. So you're going to be a crime lord just to give me intel. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I let you get away with stuff so that I can catch all the other people. Which in turn gives me a bunch of respect in the crime world. Mm-hmm. So everyone, there's like no touchies, you know, don't touch Joe. Like he gets away from everything. Yeah. We call him the ghost mm-hmm. on a, on the county. He's really also pretty pale. Yeah, pretty, pretty like always oh, a white guy. Yeah, and um, and then no one would know for and you know what I mean. And I'd be like, "Here's the dangerous guys, go get them." Yeah, but with the dangerous guys, I'd be like, "Don't worry, 
You're on my side. You got protection from the ghost. Yeah, yeah. Why do I already have like a cool crime lord nickname <laughs> yeah. already figured out? I'm thinking that you're telling me this story just so I don't think that you're a crime lord. To throw you off. To throw me off because you already are one. Yeah, that's why they call you the bloodhound. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd have to be like the the ghostbuster. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, they call you the... Um, they call you the Venkman. <laughs> That's a name from the original. It is. It is. I remember it being yelled, Venkman! Venkman. I thought it was a with a V. could be a B. I think right. it's with a V. Yeah, Venk- okay. Venkman. Venkman. I don't remember any of the rest of their names. Mm. Spangler. Okay. Is that a name? Maybe. I don't remember him at all. Yeah. Okay. I, I just scarcely just now remembered Slimer. I was like, what was that great ghost name? Mm-hmm. Like the lovable. I mean, in the cartoon, he was lovable. Yeah, in the cartoon, he was he was definitely a likable character. In the movie, he was kind of more kind scary. Of scary. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, well, that's cool. I mean, by the time that we figure that out, I'll have a much cooler nickname. Okay. I'm thinking something like that, that owl or something like that. Cause who, who wrote the, sh- the song, I Shot the Sheriff? Bob Marley, I think. Maybe I could just be Marley. Ooh. I shot the sheriff. Sheriff and the Mar- and the and Marley and the sheriff or something. They'll yeah. call me Marley. Marley. Like and and the and the ghost. Yeah. Marley and the ghost. Whoa. Yeah. That sounds good. I feel like we've got like a crime dr- dramatic play off Broadway thing happening. Okay. Or like one of those uh series comic book series or yeah. netflix only ne- yeah straight yeah, netflix, to netflix netflix original like they're really well made who would play you um oh, there's like a couple brett people. Favre. Brett, <laughs> probably brett Favre or chris christopherson who's chris christopherson he's like an old folk folk singer mm. um there's got to be an app we could download on our phone where you take a picture and it says who you look like the most Oh, I'll show you Chris Christopherson. You'll be like, oh my God, this guy. <laughs> because our, our, our mutual friend, Aaron Roberts, mm-hmm. um, he looked like Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. Right? And like everybody, I'm like, oh, no, the Aaron Roberts that looks like Tim Tebow. <laughs> that's, that's how I would describe him. And people are like, oh, I know which one you're talking about now. Oh, I know him. Yeah, he. Uh, oh, he also acts. Yeah, yeah, he does act because he was in Blade. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, with uh, Wesley Snipes. Yes. He was the older guy. He was in the first two Blades, I think. So um, he was also kind of back, he, he gained fame during the Bob Dylan era. He was one of those super smart, but plays a acoustic guitar and walks around barefoot kind of, oh, kind of characters. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think he so that to, would be a good person to play you, though. Probably went to MIT. I didn't go to yeah. MIT. But, but yeah. he's definitely older than you. Yeah, but I he he looks. I could play him now. I think like, right, I, right. I, I look as old as he is now. So yeah. And then who would play you? Like, um, oh. I used to. Um, do you know uh, Josh Hartnett? Mm-mm. He was in uh, Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. but he was also um, the one that I love the most is the Faculty, where these aliens come down to like the school. <laughs> And like, there's teachers that are actually secretly aliens because oh, yeah. the aliens took over. That was that was Josh Hartnett. I'll, I'll, I'll pull up a picture. It used to be. I don't think I look like him anymore. I think you're the guy from. Um, I think who, who played Leonidas from 
what was it, the 3,000, 2,000? There's a lot of Romans. There's like a big group. <laughs> um, that's, that's Josh Hartnett. Oh, yeah, okay. But when I was younger, I looked like him. Uh-huh. Now I don't think I do. Or, um, or Leonidas. Leonidas. Uh, what movie is that? Actually, I think... Is that the Brad Pitt movie? No, it was... Uh, I think... Oh, yeah, this one from the Gladiator. Russell Crowe. I think Russell Crowe is a dead-on. Oh, yeah, so Gladiator. Check that out. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, and then also 300. 300. I was saying 3,000. I don't know yeah, what the 300. I didn't hear you say 3,000. That probably would have I was like a, for me. I was like a group of people, all Romans, that wanted to hurt other people. Yeah, and so Leonidas that. is played by, uh, what's, what's, that, what's this guy's name? Oh, I was told by somebody I look like Aquaman. Oh, okay. Um, I was walking through the grocery store hey. and ran into somebody, and they're like, you look like Aquaman, and I can't remember his name. It's the same guy that thinks I look like Brett Favre. <laughs> probably, probably. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I look like this guy. Mm. I can't remember his name. And Jared those, uh, Gerard Butler. And those abs are CGI. Don't worry about those abs. <laughs> right. There's, you can get, like, the 300 workouts, right? <laughs> you can be like, oh, look like the guys on 300. And I'm like, you can't ever. Nope. Because, like... Like it's CGI. Yeah. You I, don't know, I guess you can if you had CGI equipment. Yeah. Or you had all day to do sit-ups. <laughs> like all day. You can't just do sit-ups in a day. This you is reminding me stuff. that I need to, I need to um, be your account- accountability partner. When uh-huh. was the last time you were at the gym? Um, five weeks ago. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was before I left um, last week. So I have to go tomorrow. Today was a good workout. Mm-hmm. It was it was fun. Um, I, I want to kind of explain it. Actually, we we did like uh, snatches, right? Uh-huh. Just to kind of like do snatches. Okay. But then the workout was um, you had to do seventy five toe to bar, where you're like in a pull up position, uh-huh. and then your feet go up to the the bar yeah. or as high as you can get them. And okay. some people's who are less flexible uh-huh. case, like myself, uh-huh. you just get your feet up really high. Just go up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, toes to as high as you can get them. We got to do 75 toe to bar, but you started out on the bike. And so it was on a timer. So Uh you do 15 calories on the bike and then you go do your toe to bars until you're interrupted by the bike again, which happens every two minutes. You have to do 15 calories on the bike until you're done with a complete 75 toe to bar. And then you got to rest until the next set started, which was uh, wall ball where you throw the 12 pound ball in the air. And then when you catch it, you do a squat and then you throw it again. Right. You have okay. to do 75 wall balls. Same thing. Every two minutes, you're going to get interrupted by the bike. Uh-huh. Woo. Woo. Okay. Woo. That sounds right? awful. It was, okay. you know, those workouts where your throat burns mm-hmm. because you've done so much aerobic yeah. activity. That's that's, that was one of them. Okay. And then all day you're kind of going <clears throat> like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I'm feeling today. Is uh, but I, I feel that those workouts are really good for you. Okay, you know, like high intensity, short bursts. Uh, I had somebody explain it to me. Like if you were to go to the gym and just work out, kind of like average for an hour, mm-hmm. or hardcore for 15 minutes the hardcore 15 minutes does better than that hour like stretched out Mm -hmm. um bailey's here (laughs) bailey's for no reason 
whatsoever mm-hmm. is whining. And now she's licking my hand. She does these little nibbles when she gets really excited. And she like, we call them love nibs. And she, she nibbles. She's like, and you can like, she'll do it when she's not nibbling on somebody. You can hear her jaw going. Oh my gosh. It's okay, baby. Why don't you go inside, babe? You go inside. Okay. And so anyway, it was a good workout. I just wanted to be an encouragement to you. Yes. To get, get back after it. <sighs> Fine. I you got this. I've got to sign that thing, that new paperwork. Still. Oh, I did that like day one. I've had it in uh, my house since day one. Mm-hmm. And I've been um, wondering if I was going to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> Is there something on there that, that concerns you? No, I, oh. didn't, I didn't even read it. Oh, just wondering if you're going to continue at the gym. Yeah, just, just the fact that I have to sign something now has triggered me and i was like i'm not even going to read this and then i was reading it and i was like oh he's just trying to you know better organize Mm -hmm. things and offer Mm -hmm. different stuff and um make sure i understand that if i hurt myself i can't sue him Mm -hmm. and all that kind of boilerplate yeah you know stuff you should stuff you really should have but i'm like but i just don't want to i don't want to sign it at all (laughs) for something in me is like we already had a, a contract (laughs) <laughs> right. It was this long and it's not up. <laughs> right. And now you want to change it halfway through? Yeah. Mm. There's just something about it that I have to sit with. But yeah. I I'll I'll read it today and okay. then probably sign it. <laughs> you, you know you want to. What a weird thing to notice about your um otherwise laid back personality. <laughs> right. Right. Well, like, like you even though you're laid that. back, you always question any form of like authority or change. Yeah, I don't. Yes. Yep. And so this is, this is both kind of right. Because it's, it's a little bit of authority because it's like the mm-hmm. gym and it's money and it's, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, it's change. Right. And, and you, well, all people actually naturally reject change. That's true. And I'm thinking like, if I sign this and say that I understand that I can't sue if I get hurt, could I sue right now <laughs> before you sign before I sign? Yeah. And then I'll just get that out of the way and yeah. then we won't have to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to, but that would make it, I guess, better now that I wouldn't be like, well, I already did it. So it's not like he's barring me from the freedom to do this. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, again, what a weird trigger to, yeah, it is. It is a weird trigger. Cause like my, my instinct was like, Oh, I just want to help out and get this done as fast as possible. I didn't even question it. Here you I go. just, just Boom. went in. Sign. I'm, I think I'm the guy in the class that everybody hates. Right. Like oh, yeah. you're that, you're that class pet. Yeah. You know, like I'm that guy now as an adult. I, well, I definitely wasn't in high school, well, weird. but I am now I'm like the class pet. I'm like, Oh, I just want to, I want to be helpful. Let's just get her done. I don't want to be the one that, that doesn't get it done. Mm-hmm. Then you're just like, Mm. I'm like I don't. I kind of want to sue you. I don't even like being asked, <laughs> 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 which is weird. Yeah, because I do like those guys. They're cool. Yeah, the, and and I I had a talk. Uh, oh yeah, it was with Josiah at your show, mm-hmm. and uh, we were both talking. His wife goes to the Peak, which is mm-hmm. um, which is not a well. You can do group fitness there, but um, she does, she just works on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked her, <clears throat> excuse me, I asked her if she was still happy at the peak and if, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't trying to like recruit her to the gym, but she's like, oh, I'm just not a group fitness kind of person. I was like, well, neither was I, mm-hmm. but this is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, it's, it's awesome. You know, the thing that um, has encouraged me to keep with it 
is when I realized that I didn't really have to go as fast as they're they're encouraging me to go. Right. Let's say. Right. Right. <laughs> like I can I can just go. Oh, those are the things I'm going to do. Well, I'll do those at my pace then. Yep. Neat. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah, so that makes it better. You know, I don't feel rushed and I don't feel like I am doing anything that's past my capabilities or I'm not going to get hurt or whatever. Yep. But they're always going to encourage faster because yeah, that's just the nature of coaching people. Yeah, right? they're like, come on, guys, let's yep. do it. And because that's what they'd want someone to do for them, I guess, if yep. they're tired. Yep. Come on, you can do it faster. My question is why I can do it just this slow. <laughs> it's awesome. It feels good. I'm not trying to be the best at that thing i want to yeah <laughs> you're lucky i'm here just so just so you know that you're lucky that i'm participating at all with this um so this is a good pace for me i have two gears one of one of them is this one and the other one is stop <laughs> oh gosh but that's probably just because my birthday is coming up and i'm feeling ornery Spicy. I'm feeling spicy. Yeah, I'm feeling a little spicy. Because when I have a chance to think about it, I'm like, I don't really care. I'm not. Doesn't bother me, honestly. But it just kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, on that note, to to change the subject slightly, uh, you sent me new updated logo artwork as we're looking to to rebrand a little bit. Yeah. Um, yes. It's colorful now. There's yeah, a, there's a Montana in the background. I was able to adjust the color because she's using a. Uh, my daughter is using a thing called Procreate. It's an app, and I um, just kind of was like messing around with it, and um, I was able to kind of change the colors in the background. Um, so that, I don't know how to change anything else, but I, t- I did find the layers, and so I was kind of like kind of put our heads in the state a little bit more and kind of like making it. But um, but yeah, so we've basically got uh, two two of us's, mm-hmm. and we went hatless. That are they're like anime esque, anime esque, um, not characters, caricatures. And I guess there's a there's a there's a halfway point, you know, between anime like total anime and then the just regular. I don't know if you would call it American cartoons, right? Um, so we're halfway so between we, like Japanese and American. We're halfway. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I, I'm kind of toying with that Montana thing back behind us, but you brought up an interesting thing and I, that, I guess I won't bring it up, but no, we can make, you know, we want to make it, to, we wanted to make the, the logo kind of meme esque. Yeah. You know, yeah. to kind of make it pop in that way. Yeah. And that got me thinking, I was like, Oh yes. Okay. So that's, you know, allowing me to at least, formulate the idea because at first i was too like kind of like what do we want like a montana state behind us and then some colors i don't know because she got really close she got it all colored in you know even like i mean when you get real close on it like she even gets like the redness under her eyes like it's right right (laughs) i was like whoa this is kind of cool yeah yeah no it looks really good and i'm excited and and I've, i've almost thought like we go through you and I go through like waves, right? Where I think actually for the last week or two, both of us have been not as motivated. Yeah, um, busy. We, yeah, we've been we've been busy. We've been focusing on some other things. I've been hunting a lot, and then last week I was doing a lot of job search stuff, and um, and then you've been like busy with your band, mm-hmm. and so we had all this stuff kind of in the works that we were talking about people we wanted to interview. We were going to try to do a show. 
um, live show at the bar, and that's kind of like on pause. We wanted to rebrand. We've, we've got the coffee. We've got all this stuff, but we've been kind of on pause. And so I'm like, man, it's not going to be too long before we're at episode 50. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, do we rebrand it 50 or 51 just to do yeah. it right? And just, you know, we're setting a goal that's a ways out there that we can like really. Gives us plenty of time. You know, because rush. we had this goal of 50. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel at that point we might go up in the, the algorithm a little bit. Um, because we'll have enough for people to binge at that point, and so they might show. We did have a weird day where, like, we had quite a few more downloads than we usually do. I haven't checked the the numbers recently. Um, typically, when we interview somebody, we'll have higher numbers, and we haven't interviewed anybody in a while. We had mm-hmm. a 10-minute podcast, you know, and so I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't even want to look at the numbers right now. Mm-hmm. But I think I think we need to... Um, this episode's going to come out on Tuesday. Well, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think we need to try to get an interview again. Um, you know, and kind of kind of push a little bit. We haven't done much on the Facebook page in a while. You know, I, I've yeah. I've just been doing the bare minimum on Instagram, mm-hmm. and so it's like, man, we gotta. You know was, what? What do they say? Uh, um, how do you say it? Clean. Gotta stoke um, the fires. Def, defecate or get off the pot. Yeah, we do. You know, we gotta we gotta defecate or get off the pot. It's funny that you say that because I just sent out a bunch of messages to de- just today. You know, as I was going around doing other stuff, I was like, you know what? Let me go through all my messages. And I probably sent off like four inquiries. Like, for, for interviews. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Good. So I was thinking, we got to get this thing rolling again. Because it hit me just today. I was like, oh, we need I to get one. I think it was about, it was either yesterday or today for me as well. It might have been around the time you sent the new kind of logo. I was like, oh, man, we got to. Because we had a really good conversation a couple of weeks ago. And we were like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to do X, Y, and Z. And now <laughs> we're like two weeks later and we've done less than Oof. what we're doing before that conversation. You know, there's just a lot of life happening, you know. <sighs> and I've noticed, and I was just telling my wife this morning, she, when she w- wasn't working, she was a, a stay-at-home mom, which I, I, I'm not downgrading that at all. Like, my mm-hmm. wife does a ton for the house and our children when she's not employed mm-hmm. outside the home. Um, but now she works at uh, Electric City Coffee as a barista. Mm-hmm. And it's not a full-time job, 30 35 hours a week sometimes, you know, maybe, maybe a little less on certain weeks, but uh, somewhere around there, 30, 35 hours. And she's been going to the gym a lot less mm-hmm. uh, than what she used to. She was going two or three times a day. Like she was, she was really hitting her hard. And now it's like six, seven times a week, maybe, you know, which mm-hmm. is still a lot. Like I'm not, but it's, yeah. it's, it's a downgrade from what she was doing. And uh, myself, being not gamefully employed outside the home, I've been going to the gym less. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we're like complete opposite. Mm-hmm. And for me, if I was full-time employed right now and going to the gym and being a dad and, and, and I would be way better at the podcast. Interesting. Um, and so for me, like I think my demotivation hasn't been anything to do with, with our, our amazing listeners or, or you or, or anything. It's been, I don't have like this like set schedule and it's harder for me to schedule things. I don't know. It's just weird. I, I'm, I'm such a better performer when I'm jam packed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I know like if, if maybe this job works out with the sheriff's department, like we'll, we'll be able to have like the schedule mm-hmm. figured out like a couple weeks in advance when we're going to record, who's going to be like, we'll, we'll really have that out, mm-hmm. which we could do now. And it'd be super easy right now. Cause neither mm-hmm. one of us, you know, <laughs> That's right. like we could do it right now. For me, I'll be mo- more motivated 
because I'll, I'll have less time in the day to, to schedule things. But now I have all day. Mm-hmm. I'll just do that later, right? Oh, yeah. and, and, and it's just easier for me. I don't know. I don't know what that is in my brain, but that's, that's how it works for me. So I'm kind of like that. I mean, I've had day jobs and I notice like, man, I get up earlier. I get a lot more done. That's weird. But I, I guess... Um, that only happens for a bit. I, I settle into the other style of working. Like now I work in waves. I right, notice like right. I, when I have time for this one project or I have a timeline, like a show's coming up or a, a project is, is, is needing my attention. I'll, I'll go, Oh gosh, this needs all of my attention for this long. And I'll have just be able to tread water with the other ones. I've got kind of in the fires, right? This one's I've been treading water with, and then I've got the, so I got the band thing out of the way. I got a couple other things out of the way. And then I got this day of rest. And then that next day is when I'm like, okay, time to do nothing but podcast. You know, that's how I feel or time to do, or, and I like to fit other things in, like right before you, um, right before I came here, I'd set up this little recording station because I had this idea of writing, just composing songs mm-hmm. and sending them all to the band. Because I'm noticing like, well, it's hard to get everyone together and it's hard to, um, it's hard to stay focused when we're all together anyways, you know? So right. I thought, well, if I've got all these ideas, what if I just slap them all together, 10 of them if I can? And then send them to the band, you know, and say, and then here you go, guys. And then, you know, practice say, your part on your own, practice your part. And we'll, we are going to practice these and maybe set some timelines and then just see how it happens. Cause what yeah. I'm, what I'm trying to find out is like, well, how does everyone work? I don't know. So I don't want to get bogged down. I, I, I kind of want to get working myself. So I, I set myself up a project, a goal, and then a side project, you know, like, so, well, if that doesn't work, I'll, I'll also write a bunch of solo songs for myself. And there's like a little, um, it's a uh, fourteen. I think it's fourteen ninety a.m. and they have a another um, FM station. But you can just like send your songs in. You can like text a little MP3 of your songs, and they'll upload it to the local radio. Oh, that's pretty cool. And I, yeah, that's what I thought. And I was like, you know, that could be not only cool marketing for myself, but it could be you know helping these guys out. You know, if there's a little fee I got to pay, or maybe I can encourage other people to to do it. And if I find any success, and so those are those are the things that I. So I got the podcast, I got the band thing happening, you know, but with the original music, because I just got basically the um, the cover songs kind of, we have like now three hours of them. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we can A, write originals, B, I think I sent out uh, four messages to ladies that I really like their voices, like other singers in town or other type of people. And I'm like, hey, do you have a song that you'd like us to practice for you? And anytime you want to come and sit in with us, we'll have one or two songs practiced just for you. Yeah. And I and a couple of them said, oh, that'd be so fun. And I'm like, these are the type of projects that I think are interesting. Yeah. But they're also going to work for both of us in a mutually beneficial, even marketing way down, right. down the right. road. So... That's the kind. Of, that's the kind of stuff I, I I like to try to do, and it was hard, you know, when you're used to having just like a nine to five, and you know, like, well, I'm gonna check my emails on this part of the day. Right. I'm gonna learn about this project the next part of the day. I'm gonna go to these stupid meetings, and then I gotta like write up summaries of these meetings and send it to all my people, and then I'm gonna go X Y Z before I close a business, and boom. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. But 
And, and that's a really good way to go, well, then I know I have those chunks of time. And so if I want to get the gym in and I want to get family time in, those become now like, well, if I don't plan them, I'm not going to get them. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. So if, you got, if you're available all day, you know you're going to get family time. You know you're going to get whatever time. So everything right. else falls by the wayside. Yeah. And I, and yeah that, I think that's it. I become more intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I have a, a more full schedule, I get more intentional to, to make sure I have my Joe time, my family time, mm-hmm. my, my self time, you know, whatever. And yeah, more intentional. I was going to ask you that kind of just popped into my head. When you add a band member, mm-hmm. that cuts into everybody else's share mm-hmm. of, of whatever you're getting paid. Because the band's going to get a, you know, an X rate. Or yeah. if you're taking the, the door mm-hmm. charge. That gets split yep. now instead of five places, six or mm-hmm. six, seven, you know, whatever. How does the band react to that? So, yeah, they've got to they've got to be worth it. Basically, it's um, usually we'll all kind of expect a hundred dollars per person. Mm-hmm. If you're making less than that, then try to find another band to be in. Yeah, um, or come talk to me, and I'll tell you what's up. <laughs> I'll <laughs> right. give you some tips. Um, but then. Yeah, so they've got to be worth it, you know, because a lot of the bands I've been in, they've wanted to stay like a three-piece. Like, hey, if we can just do a three-piece, then we can make maybe 500 bucks because right. a bar can afford that, and then we can split between the three of us 500 bucks. That's not too bad. Um, that's almost $200 a person. Right, right. Um, and as the person that, like, set up the gig, you don't get more? You know, you could. I, I know people that do it like that. I just never have. You know, I know that there's people that um, if you set up the PA system or you're doing the sound or whatever, you can take an extra cut. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where this band is going to go because we're hoping to make more money and they'll be, you know, it'll be worth it to kind of give other people a little bit more share. Like uh, it is easier to show up and just know how to play your instrument and have a mic that's already set up for you. And you just go stand next to it and start playing into it, you know? And you're, yeah, well, and it it takes less time as well. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you leave the house a half an hour later, if you know someone else is setting up the the Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, whatever, maybe it's an hour later, you know, who knows? That's right. And, And you can show up, right on time and get your business done. I also wanted to say, uh, you guys all looked sharp. Yeah. I told him that we're going to have, we knew that there was going to be our friend, Roland Taylor. Hey, Roland, if you're listening, thanks man. Um, he took some pictures for us. Like some, he's a professional. I saw, I saw that. I saw him up there. Like he does like the, I didn't know if it was picture or video, but I saw him. It's like a local magazine that he's in, uh, treasure state or I can't remember, but he takes really beautiful Montana esque pictures. But yeah, he said, um, he's a musician himself. So, and a friend of ours. So he, he said, um, he agreed to do it. And so I said, Hey guys, since there's going to be a photographer coming, um, and we don't have any other marketing and we just added this new member and we kind of want to not make the posters now until we add this new member. Right. Um, then, uh, I said like, let's all at least do a button up shirt. I was like, you can still wear jeans, you know, you could do that, but let's at least try to wear a nicer shirt. Just to like kind of look in sync. Yeah. You know, yeah. not, not like the band, but no. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> Ryan and I chose to wear a, wear a, um, a suit coat to yep. like up up it a little bit because we're trying to get those event shows, those nice fancy schmancy mm-hmm. type of events where you're gonna want some some um, cool jazzy bluesy stuff playing in the background. We want to look be, be like, hey, yeah, we can look the part. You know, we can show up looking nice, and you can invite us to your mansion, ranch, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. There's a 
that brings up another thing. There's a. Uh, have you ever been out to the Bell Cross? Mm. It's out near Cascade. Mm, Instead yeah, of going, so. like essentially, you go left to get to Cascade. It's on the the east side of the highway. Mm-hmm. It, you would go right. And uh, I, when I first became a youth pastor in town, so this is a long time ago, uh, they hired me as a youth pastor to come out. And um, it's a bunch of wealthy people that own several hundred, maybe several thousand acres of land. And it's a ranch that they have cattle on. And then these huge mansions Mm -hmm. um, where they, they each have like their little section, little family almost like family condos kind of thing. Isn't it called the ranches at belt? There's like a, there's no, like a name for the because resort. belts the other way. Oh, and this is in Cascade. This is in Cascade. Oh, so it's the same deal. Um, but oh, have, what is the guy? But essentially, it's like a huge homeowners association. But everyone has their own ranch plot of land. But there's like a clubhouse. Yeah, they all share the land, and there's oh, there's okay. this big um, mansion that has they each have their family kind of condo in it. Mm-hmm. There's a big meeting hall. They have a hired cook, and then they had a separate almost like a uh, quote unquote guest house mm-hmm. for the kids to stay in. And there's like girl bunks on one side and then you'd come down to the common area. Then on the other side, there's, there's boy bunks. And the, in the middle, this was, you know, over a decade ago, they had like, like arcade Dave and Buster's level games in there. Wow. Okay. Where you're like playing duck hunt, but the screen is like the size of a wall mm. and you have like, shotguns and rifles and pistols and like things you can shoot at the wall it, it was it was incredible but they had me come out there because none of them are related all the families that own it like they're not related uh-huh. and so their um, teen children are not related either uh-huh. but they would be staying in a separate house um, unsupervised I see so they paid for me to be the supervision out there and our band from the church was paid to come out and play music and one of our people at the church was also the head chef out there and so like i kind of knew some people out there and and whatever um and so i'm I'm thinking uh what is the name of the band now that is the higher common ground common ground common ground i think they've played out there a few times Mm -hmm. since then um but that would be a, that would be one of those places that you're talking about where mm-hmm. where you play music and and so I got to meet one of the owners. But um, yeah, so things like that where you go out and they have like a ranch manager that's always out there. And then hey, next month we're bringing everybody in and we're gonna have like this this five day long weekend. And they have like shooting ranges and they bring in like there's uh, in Montana there's Western horseback riding people where you can mm-hmm. shoot. You can, they teach you to ride a horse and shoot balloons on a course. And so that went on while I was out there. And I got to witness these, I don't even know what they're called, right? Because it's such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. But they wear all the Western clothes like they're cowboys. And they teach these very wealthy people how to shoot balloons while riding a horse. Wow. And so it was just, it was, it was pretty crazy, but uh, that would be one cool place that your band could like get in. And mm-hmm. once you're, once you're into a place like that, they'll call you every other event, right? Mm-hmm. And say, Hey, we had this band last time. Let's have, you know, you guys rotate back and forth or whatever, or you'd end up being the band that, that goes out there and plays. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. So that'd be a cool thing to get into. Mm-hmm. Once we get a little marketing together or something like that, I'll have a card and then I'll just try to find all these places and call them up even and just be like, hey, you should book our band. Check us out. Mm-hmm. Check us out, man. And get like, uh, have, uh, um, oh my goodness, a- Andy Southon. Yeah, get Andy Southon. To, to do a music video and you can send that music video to those people and they'll be like, that, that is the band and not like a not like a mtv music video but literally like a video he can put together that is you at a show Mm -hmm. so they can see what it looks like and and your interaction and right and what you look like and they'd have a really good might be a step up from what everyone else is doing you know maybe i mean there's a couple people doing stuff like that but it would be a step up for us yeah yeah i would next show i'm just gonna bring a little clamp and a phone and just tape us because it's like, why didn't I think of that? You know, I'm setting up, I've set up a fog machine. I couldn't set up a little camera. Jeez. Yeah. What am I thinking? Yeah. But Roland will get a hold of me with the, the pictures or whatever he did get. So that'll be fun. Plus, I mean, we're a band that hasn't broken up yet. There'll be other chances to film and record ourselves. <laughs> and um, if people wanted to find your band on Facebook, it's Ebb and Flow. Ebb and Flow. E-B-B. E-B-B. And, and or or ampersand sign, but maybe just Andy N as in November, and then flow F L O W W. Yeah, and that's that's where you can you can see some some examples of stuff. Yeah, you can see the. Yeah, we're a new band. See the band. We check them out. We play a groove rock hashtag groove rock soul funk. We just play old. I like playing jazz. I like playing blues. I like playing reggae. I like playing funk. And what I noticed with your show is like it, it started out um, with songs I, and I'm not a musician, I'm not a musical person mm-hmm. that I don't know, mm-hmm. but they sounded really good. Oh, thanks. And then you moved into around, so we left uh, probably a half an hour before you were done. Um, around that time, you know, maybe an hour, hour and a half into the show, there were many more songs that they weren't like, the songs I'm listening to all the time, but they're songs I've recognized. And I even came up and I was like, what movie is this song from? Yeah. Because I've heard it on a movie and it was like a late eighties movie and I loved it. And I wanted to like rewatch the movie because your song reminded me mm-hmm. and I couldn't even think of the movie. I still can't. I, I tried Googling it. I couldn't find it. I couldn't find what movie it was on. I feel it's one of those, uh, those coming of age, mm-hmm. you know, late eighties, um, you know, movies and i can't even think of the name of one of them right now it was a super popular song so maybe you could like you know i might out. have to have you google it for me i'll just find out what it was i'll yeah. find out like here's your options here's the coming of age ones like, yeah I'll, I'll find out when the song came out and then find out what were the popular movies and then cross-reference <laughs> that sounds fun yeah i tried doing some googling and, and google wasn't a help to me because the the name of the song is very close to the name of a movie, mm. and so it always brings up that movie. Oh yeah, sure. And I'm not sure if that movie has the song in it, and it's not a movie I've watched. What was the name of the song? Um, a, a moon, moon, something about a moon. Walking on the moon. Walking on the moon. Mm-hmm. If you guys know what movie I'm referring to, send it to me. Yeah, I need I need your help. Super cool song, and those guys were only a three piece. Turns out that oh, uh, gotcha. yeah, Sting was, um, he's one of my idols, even though I can't sing anywhere near close <laughs> to his how high he sings. Um, but he is known for being one of the very few singer bass players. And so he wrote all those 
cool bass lines and he sings and he writes all the music and even though he had um what's his name Stuart copeland as his drummer he's known as one being one of the most famous and well-renowned drummers ever but he was like classically trained and so he's more of a percussionist like he can do a ton he can, he, he can like orchestrate this whole thing and then sting was over here going well no i just need you to play the simple beat like this though because <laughs> we're also like i know like you have all this musical knowledge and so do i maybe but we're also trying to write pop hits yeah so let's you know have those influences sure but let's also only make sure to write music that people want to hear on repeat yeah and yeah. i and i've I think that's so genius because I, I listen to musicians today and not all musicians, but there's a style of musician that is classically trained or maybe just well-learned and has gone down the rabbit hole of learning every single note and scale there is. Mm -hmm. And now the only thing that sounds good to them sounds really discordant and weird to the rest of us. Oh, right, right. You know, so because they're all they're only like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't listen to that three chord stuff anymore or I don't listen to that music in four four time that's that old you know basic stuff here's what i'm into and it's always something but if you took all of the the most popular songs for the last 30 years mm -hmm. you can almost very easily be a dj that mixes them together because the the time and the chords are mm -hmm. very 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 similar yes there's there's definitely this is what people like to hear mm -hmm. and and you can you can replicate it pretty easily, making very small changes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, when I hear some of that more, uh, quote-unquote, educated music, I'm just like, well, I know I can't get the full satisfaction from this, mm -hmm. you know, because, like, I'm just not that educated. Yeah, like, what's the inside joke that I'm not getting? Uh, I feel it's a lot like um, when we went to the comedian mm -hmm. and he made fun of the painting. Yeah, yeah. Um, that painting was not made by a seven-year-old. right. But I don't know enough about art to tell you why it's not a seven-year-old's art. Right. And it's, it means no disrespect to the wonderful artist that did it. Right. I mean, but I, I just don't have the education to appreciate it. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird how he was making fun of it. Because I, I looked at it and I went, oh, that's just a kind of a really nice modern style painting that I, I can tell a, a very well-skilled trained artist did yeah and then signed their name real big to it i mean yeah i, I could I, see the name i can't see what it says but i can see that it yeah it is a signature yeah and and i'm i was i was thinking man if i was that artist sitting in that crowd how would i feel about that like my, man <laughs> my feelings would would have been hurt that would have hurt my feelings a little like yeah. oh i thought it was cool and this place actually bought it and put it on their wall. Like it wasn't for and it's, sale. It, without a doubt, it's a several hundred dollar painting. Yeah. Without a doubt. And so like in a, in a gallery, uh, two buildings over mm -hmm. or across the street from where it was hung would yeah. be selling for four or five, $800. Yeah. What if it was a Brian Mortar or a Chuck Fulcher? I mean, those guys sell paintings for like $10,000. Right. And they don't look all dissimilar. Right. That. And that's the thing is like, I just don't know. And so it's the same thing when someone like goes that extra, extra length to make an educated song. I, I appreciate their effort put in, but I can't, yeah. I can't absorb it with my uneducated mind as and well on, as they can. 
And on the subject of that comedian, I mean, and to throw shade, just you know, in the in the interest of fairness and in a reckoning, because I think I think he was pretty hard on that artist, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the place even took a pictures with it, with the staff flipping it off afterwards, and posted that to Facebook. Oh. I was like, ooh, that's a step too far for me. Yeah, um, definitely wouldn't have done that. So while I mean, so here's the thing: the artist, I mean, the the comedian, his act was. Hey, I'm just going to do crowd work. I'm going to talk to people and I'm going to get jokes from the crowd. Situational. Super situational. And then I'm going to remember all those things and I'm going to make one joke at the end, list them all off at the end and and make you think like I'm this big genius. Yeah. I've seen it done a hundred million times. You know, it's like this um, for people who know um, drama and theater, Mm -hmm. that's like a hat trick. Right. Like any, any first year person can do that (laughs) well and that's kind of what i thought is like with some practice it wouldn't take me very long to be able to do what he just did oh my gosh he was like i was crying when he came up on the stage like crying because it was just it was hilarious how he was talking about the not so much like picking on the painting Mm -hmm. but the stage and you know like some of that it was really funny to me and then Mm -hmm. when he found the guy that was um whatever son um jolson jolson yeah and found out that jolson's dad was joel yeah and that was hilarious decided not to give him a name and yeah, yeah and just called him joel's son yeah and can't. everybody will know it's the son of joel yeah hilarious but then like he gets done and he does his like grand finale right or yeah. like if it's a fireworks show it's what everybody's yeah. there for yep and i'm like well i'm pretty sure if you would have stopped right before you started this grand finale i could have written it for you yeah and <laughs> The funny thing was, is um, so Joel and I used to be in a, Jolson and I used to be in a band together. Right. And when I first met Joel, Jolson, um, that's exactly what I did. I, I, I made the exact same joke in probably the exact same way, yeah. but only Joel's dad was there and I had more to work with. Yeah. And I will, I'll just say that I was way funnier than, yeah. than this man. Yeah. <laughs> like he, there was so many things he could have said. That was not even close. And so um, he, did, he did a good job. Everyone laughed. Yeah. So I, I didn't want my money back. That's for sure. But I'm just saying um, um, I could do that. I mean, so, so the first comedian I felt, he interacted with the audience a little bit, but he had actually a bit. He had jokes. Like a prepared bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, mainly his technique was uh, reaching for what's going to make people uncomfortable. Yep. You know, so he covered some, some pretty tough subjects uh, mm-hmm. bedroom things yeah with men and females but his once you got over the the sharpness of it pretty funny i yeah. thought i thought he may have actually been better than the, the main show i thought he was better yeah because he just seemed like he worked harder for it because mm-hmm. his job was clear like he's i'm going to warm up warm up these the crowd. people and yeah. if i'm a little more extreme then I need to be, well, then that's good. When, right. when the next right. guy comes up and he doesn't make those type of jokes, which he didn't. He didn't at all. Yeah. It was and a, it was I, a I kind of PG thought he show. was going to. Yeah. It was very PG when he came up and it was definitely R or more um, yeah. with the warm up. And yeah, and it, yeah, it just felt like the warm up guy worked a little harder for it. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Like, I, I feel like I could go to in front of any crowd and be like, so what's your name? 
and then you tell me what your name is. I go, oh, okay, well, what do you and do if there's for a no, living? If there's no joke there, you say, yeah. what do you do for a living? What do you do for a living? If there's no joke there, where are you from? Where are you from? I, I need to now make a joke about the town that I'm in. Yeah. Which you can pretty much switch out with any town. You're just switching the name of the town. Mm-hmm. Oh, in Great Falls, they have sticks that walk or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can make all of those same kind of jokes. Or does he have a funny shirt on? Does he have a shirt mm-hmm. I can make fun of? And and it's it's very dad joke-esque yeah like, like it's moment it's in the moment it's cheap laughs now i'm wondering because I'm, I'm i'm actually like gonna be a sound tech for a comedy show this weekend mm. on the 12th at the do bar and i was just thinking like well i mean I, it's probably too late now but why didn't i sign up and just do this guy's act you know right right because <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't be stealing it like he he, everyone does crowd work. He, yep. he he would have stole that from someone else. If well, it and is so I was, I was hoping he was going to go like three or four people interact with the crowd that gets everybody interested. And then he would do like a bit. I thought he was like, warming like us up. Pre- prepared story. Yeah. And then when like, I don't even feel that he was on stage as long as the warm up guy. No, he did like what? 20 tight minutes, maybe 15. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's done already. He li- I thought he yeah, would get a story from his past or, yeah. you know, something. There and was 10 people sitting in the front row. He talked to four of them. And then he talked to the ladies behind us. Yeah. And then, thanks for coming out, everyone. This was fun. <laughs> yeah. Here's my grand finale where I just tell all the same jokes again in order. And I swear, people came up and were like, wow, did you see that? The way he remembered all those. Th- I was like, remembered all the things he's only been talking about for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did see that. Yep. Was that amazing to you? because maybe I should get into comedy. Yeah. I'm not doing this right. Well, and after I saw those guys, I was like, I might be able to be a comedian. Yeah. (laughs) Because that, that wasn't very hard. I I just need to talk about subjects that people don't want to talk about politics, religion, Mm -hmm. abortion, um, bedroom things. And, uh, and then also just interact with the crowd a little bit, make fun of people's shirts and names. Easy. I mean, if I was a pastor, that'd be like the first thing I would talk about. Like, yeah. hey, everyone, my name is Brian. I'm a pastor. Let's talk about abortion, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Obviously, I need to talk about uh, abortion right now. And then you do the uncomfortable humor, and then you say, okay, by show of hands, how many people have gotten, you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> I can, I'm laughing right now. I can see you do it. Right. <laughs> and so maybe maybe that's something that we need to work on, Joe, is we'll get a little bit together that when, mm-hmm. we, when we eventually do the podcast... In live, front, live in, in front, front of people. people we'll have a little cool. little skit we can do yeah i was just talking with jolene um as one of the people that i'd love to have come out and sing with us because she's a heck of a singer in her own bands uh, and she's probably never heard the joke about the song that's about her name <laughs> jolene 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 I don't think so, no. Yeah, she's probably never heard that. It's never been brought up, I don't yeah. think, before. Have you seen um, the movie uh, Office Space? Oh, yeah. And uh, the guy on there's name is Michael Bolton. Yeah. And <laughs> as soon as like people like are reading his name, they haven't even said it yet, he's just like, oh, oh gosh. I need to prepare for the jokes now. Mm-hmm. Everybody with my name, because I spell it uniquely, mm-hmm. brings up uh, uh, this comedian named Brian Regan. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Brian. <laughs> and my name's spelled B R Y O N. Yeah. And so everybody's like, oh, you're the Brian Regan, Brian, Brian. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, I haven't heard that one before. Nope. Never, never yeah. heard that. So I've heard um, Joe King. <sighs> so, Joe, how does your garden grow? Hey, Joe, what do you know? Mm. Hey, can I get you a cup of Joe? Ah. Uh. Um, 
Oh, GI Joe, huh? <laughs> average Joe. Average Joe. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not just your average Joe. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get all those. People love to rhyme my name with things, mm-hmm. and it actually is. It it, it it cup of Joe is it's it's actually another thing. Yeah, yeah. I have to share it. I have to share my name with other inanimate things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's nothing named Brian, but I like Joe Ryan because it's like a Joe Bob mm-hmm. or a Bob Sue, like the the mm-hmm. the second part of the name that you have to attach that makes it what it is. I'll be Joe Ryan. Well, it's the opposite of a mononym, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like share. Right. You're Joe Ryan. I am Joe Ryan, not yeah. Joe. And you couldn't be Joe King. Nope. Because what are you joking? Yeah. Actually, you know? I was thinking back on that and oh, what a um, swing and a miss at having a cool blues name, you know? Like, oh, yeah. BB King. There's like yep. a, I feel like there's more than one king. There's like a bunch of kings. And yeah. I, I could have been like, I could have worn like a blindfold and then became a, it, and then maybe even became like a pastor or whatever. So I could be like Reverend Blind Joe King. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that's a country song right in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, my grandma, her last name was King. Hey. And her first name, Faye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so she got that one a lot. I didn't catch on until I was like 12. Mm-hmm. And then boy, did I abuse knowing that her name was faking. <laughs> like dinner ready. I'd be like, are you faking? Uh, oh man, I, I overused that one. Yep. So, I mean, I didn't change it for that purpose. I, I thought about like, wouldn't it be hilarious to use my original name as my stage name? Like if I ever did do like a straight ahead blues band. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. Um, my my cousin, whose last name is King, doesn't really play into what his parents did with his name, but his middle name is uh, a seasoning called Time. Mm, right? I'm and, the Time King. <laughs> and his name, his first name is Justin. Justin Time. Mm. Mm, dang it. Yeah. Parents. Right? Yeah. Some parents are mean. Some parents are just... Yeah. But I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Just I would be, I'd rock that name. Yeah. Just in time. And like, you could, uh, you could become then an artist, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, that's a good album cover. Just in time. Hell yeah. As your first release or your single song is just in time. I might even call it time king. Mm. It just means I'm good at time. Oh my yeah. God, just yeah. So, so many meanings, so many layers. Um, Oh, right there. I was trying to find. I was trying to find that right there. Mm-hmm. Found it. Okay. Okay. What else do we need to cover, Joe? Um. So I brought in the ukulele. Oh yeah, you did. You played it a little bit. So I played it in the background. I'll I'll listen to that later on. It was fun because I um. Why didn't I want to bring in the guitar? Oh, I was messing around recording stuff, and mm-hmm. so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna leave my recording stuff just where it is." Oh, just set up. Just yeah. set up, and I thought, uh, "Hey, this uh, ukulele can plug in." Boom, you know, and we didn't have the cord here. Yeah, I didn't bring the cord like yeah. like a fool. Yeah. But they're made uh, pretty light, so I could just I just held it up and played it a little bit. We'll see how that comes through. But this was one of the things that I got into after guitar, because guitar was like it seemed like this was going to be a years long road. Mm-hmm. My fingers hurt. It seems like all these chords are impossible. You know, right? It takes a long time. 
But then this little ukulele, I saw some videos of it and people really doing some, I don't know, really awesome songs on it, some Jimi Hendrix style stuff. And I was intrigued. And so um, I went to different websites called like ukuleleunderground.com and ukehunt, um, U-K-E-H-U-N-T.com. And I just learned a lot about the history and I was just intrigued because the ukulele is um, it's the national um, instrument of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. It is a Hawaiianese for the jumping flea. Oh. Because I guess that's what they think of when they hear the sound. Um, and it's it comes from the Portuguese. The Portuguese came over with a very similar instrument and they kind of melded into this thing over here. So, so what is the difference between an ukulele and a mandolin? So a mandolin is going to have a uh, double string. So here's uh, you know, each one of these four strings would be two of them right next to each other. Okay. One of them being super skinny and then yeah. one of them being a little bit fatter so that when you strike one or all of them, you get this more angelic sort of all these different overtones and it just kind of gives it its signature. My, my father-in-law make, used to make um, Gibson mandolins. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so that one I'm a little bit more familiar than with than the, the ukulele. So they're very similar. Um, but this one would have nylon strings as well. You know, so the mandolin's going to have steel strings. It wouldn't have these nylon strings and vice versa. They don't, they don't go. So if this had uh, steel strings, you might even call it a tenor guitar or something like that. They have those. They're like oh, okay. these little in-between instruments. Um, but I fell in love with it because I like the sweet, but then also percussive tone. I just, mm-hmm. I don't like it. And then I, and, and then it makes more sense to my brain when I'm playing it because there's only four strings and my four fingers Oh, just, I don't know why it just, it makes more sense because on a guitar, there's six strings that I have to worry about and I'm only, oh, I, you don't have six fingers. I don't have six fingers on my left hand, so I can't, you know, so it's always like this. You're always muting a couple strings mm. or you have to be aware of these other strings that you actually don't have that much control over. And so it just became a real simple thing. All of a sudden I could learn songs real quick and learn it at my desk and, I just love it. it, and it was interesting to me that this this instrument that came from Hawaii, it it there was a craze in America where everyone had like an ukulele. Everyone, they just decided that um, everyone had to have one. They were like the Hawaiian music became everything. It was the pop music of the day. Was it shortly after we Pearl Harbor? It was shortly after we decided that Hawaii was ours now. Like we made it a state. Okay. And so back then, and it wasn't, we didn't call it appropriation. We just called it really, really liking our new state and the people that live in it. Yeah, so yeah. we want to we do all the stuff that they do. And I think there was a tour of Hawaiian music that went around and just, you know, it caught on. And then right behind them, there were some industrious people that realized that this small instrument was super easy to make and they could sell them to everybody. Oh, right. And so that's why it got super popular back in the 20s and 30s. And then um, everyone seemed to know how to play them. And that's why they become this ubiquitous American thing that you seem like every college kid that has a hacky sack (laughs) and... uh, and a Rasta-colored Marley hat yeah. that he's wearing also somewhere in his life is going to have an ukulele. Yeah. It's because it's kind of as American as apple pie now. And you can... Because we've appropriated can, it into our culture. You can just pack that little guy anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Pretty easy to 
play by the fire. Yeah, you know? this is a big one. This is a tenor. Like they come in sopranos that are almost half the size, and yeah, you can stick almost stick it in a backpack. And they have travel ones that are about as thin as uh, two cell phones, and they sound great. And they're made for travel, and they're perfect. People have taken them up to um, Mount Everest. They make them out of carbon fiber, so you can actually have Oh, them. my goodness. You could have one that you could row your boat with and then play around the fire once yeah. you got there. Yeah. It would be fine and impervious to the weather. Well, and I'm just thinking, you mentioned uh, clothes we were wearing in high school, mm-hmm. and I used to wear those Jinkos. Mm-hmm. You could definitely fit one in the back pocket of a Jinko. Think about how cool you'd be if you just knew how to like sing songs. I mean, And then... Any like if you like Rage Against the Machine, you can play Rage Against the Machine song, but it's gonna sound, it's gonna make everyone smile. Do you know Rage Against the Machine? I mean, not on the. I could f- figure it out probably, but because yeah. <laughs> now I'm excited. <laughs> They're literally one of my favorite bands. I don't know if you know that about me, but oh, like I Rage lo- Against the Machine is like I love them actually. They're oh, Tom Morello has a great story. He um, went to Harvard Law, and he decided in college that he wanted to play guitar and then decided and he became obsessed with it and was practicing more than eight hours a day like yeah, a lot yeah. um and then refused after a couple lessons to take any lessons from anybody just decided he wanted to do it himself and he didn't want it to be he didn't want anyone he didn't in, want to be influence. influenced yeah he didn't yeah. want any of that and um what happened with that? Oh, and their bass player is actually known for doing something really interesting because... Um, Doesn't he... I want to guess. I want to guess. Okay, go ahead. Doesn't he unplug his his bass guitar and then play with the chord? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. What he does is he keeps his pedals that he uses secret, so he won't, he won't divulge what he's doing in his electronics. So there's like a little pedal board that he would plug his bass into. And then that would go then to his monster bass rig. Yeah. So he has two stacks of speakers. So there's, if you can picture, Oh, a stack of speaker about the size of your fridge. Mm-hmm. So eight, eight, 10 inch speakers would be packed in there. And then another one, and then two really big um, amps on top to just like make this huge, kill you with sound amazing and so a bass guitar has four strings on it that are just the same as a guitar but really a lot thicker and way way lower so Mm -hmm. e-e-e-a-d-g but then on some of the five string guitars they've added this really really thick string below that low e and so you hear that in harder music and some r&b they need that low low thing that most basses can't even do so that five string thing right what he did is he took his four-string guitar, bass guitar, and he took off the highest string. And then he took a five-string bass strings, and he put the thickest one on there. So he, he changed kind of his um, four-string bass guitar into an even lower, thicker-sounding thing. And then he took away his ability to do any of those fancy notes, the that you hear sometimes mm-hmm. a bass player would do, because in his mind, that's not your job. Your job is to have a really big, angry sound that is low and perfect and then let the guitar player do all that nonsense and let the, yeah. let the vocalist yeah. do all that nonsense and let the drummer even have his roles. My job is to go... And I want it to sound more monstrous than anyone else's. Yeah. 
and so so that's it like the yeah like even like if you don't even understand the words that that music like yeah it pumps you up it dude it pumps you up Mm-mm. and it's not just it's not just the the lyrics i mean it's it's the the way that they the, their tempo and yeah mm-hmm. probably the uniqueness of the bass and all of that i bet you they um i bet you if i looked into it they were probably heavily influenced by acdc because mm. when you think about like how sparse and basic a package that is it's just but it all sounds good mm-hmm. and no matter when or what context you hear this music you're like, oh, I want. I now want to do this with more gusto than I did before because I'm Go listening to, to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am gonna roller skate so fast now. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so yeah, that's yeah. One of my favorite bands. I I uh, we talked about road trips a couple podcasts ago, and I took one um, that I didn't share. I took one to Minnesota, and uh, there was a, a Rage Against the Machine cover band. Oh, cool! That we went and we like in somebody's barn. Mm-hmm. And they were they were spot on, like mm-hmm. one of the better cover bands I've heard, and they were majestic. Mm-hmm. Might have been, I might have been inebriated, so my yeah. my judgment might not be exactly where it should be. But in that case, they they were probably just kind of close. Yeah, they were pretty close. But that's but, good but, enough. But yeah, like <laughs> with with that, it, it's pretty hard to be an exact cover band for them anyway, because mm-hmm. of their uniqueness. And then another band is uh, not band, but album. That's one of my favorites. Is the Metallica album where they were with the orchestra oh yeah oh and right now um i have bluetooth in my my vehicle mm-hmm. and so when i go in even if i've been listening to something in the house on spotify my apple phone is like you need to listen to apple music yeah and so i had downloaded that metallica album that was with them with the orchestra and so now every time i get in is uh i think they call i think the name of the song is fuel yeah. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that much on side. But it's with the orchestra. And so every time I'm getting into my truck, I'm like pumped up by Metallica. And I, I feel like Metallica might be more of like a, not being a musician, they might be more of like a kind of a cheesy band. Mm. Um, but man, when they got with that orchestra, I just, there was something about it that I just, you know, it's a unique thing. And I just, yeah. I really enjoyed that. They get respect. I mean, they write good songs. I mean, they were... In the beginning, they were just like any other garage band, sounding mm-hmm. sound like garbage. And then they started to write amazing songs, and then their singer became a operatic metal singer, you know, that yeah. has a really cool tone that yeah. people can't match. So, it was, Yeah, it was really cool. It's interesting to see that, see what it takes. I mean, I'm not trying to do that. I don't want to. I'm trying to write like the opposite of Metallica music, and uh, I want, I still, but I still want people to dance, get pumped up with it. What's the formula? <laughs> right. There is a formula, by the way. BMI and ASCAP or the music overlords have figured it out. You know, they, they put it into the algorithm and they realize that, well, it's got to be between this and this BPM. And it's usually in one of these keys even. Um, and then it's got to be about this long. And then yeah. if you can make it about love, 98% of all songs that you like are about love. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Some Kay. sort of romantic thing or losing the love or, you know, saying the word baby. Just, just, people like it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby, <laughs> baby. Oh. See what I mean? They just, yeah. And then he just distilled it down to just that one word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bieber. Oh, Justin Bieber. That's all right, buddy. I got to respect the guy. Yeah. Man. We, we love Canadians and we love you, buddy. 
I think he can actually sing too. I think he's one of our listeners. If he is, hey man, invite us over to your place. But I'm not signing one of those NDAs. <laughs> Everything's on the table. You got to yeah. be more genuine than that. Yeah. Stop being a stop being no, I I do think he actually has a good voice. The the poor kid's taking a bunch of bunch of knocks on the noggin for mm-hmm. different tattoos, and <laughs> I think he peed in a mop bucket on video once. Yeah, you know. But when you when you grow up, like in the spotlight, I can't imagine that. Uh, I I um. I was in the spotlight a little bit uh, my sophomore year, freshman year, because I stole a cop car. Mm-hmm. And uh, that wasn't fun for everybody to know my name. Yeah. You go into the, the grocery store and they're like, oh, oh, you're that guy, right? And, uh, <laughs> and so I didn't like that. And I can't imagine, no matter where you went, every, especially with cell phones now, they're recording everything you're doing at 17. Mm-hmm. Dude, there's, there's nothing I want to share about me being 17 yeah, and younger I to mean, the United States of America. I feel like I feel like he got famous on YouTube at like seven, right, or some crazy yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, he so. was doing like his own. That's how he got famous was mm-hmm. was YouTube, and he was doing like his own little music and doing stuff like that, and mm-hmm. then got took off. And yeah, and then it was just he does good from there. He does good songs. I caught myself. Um, I was listening to a song and. Uh, and my kids were listening. I was like, oh, who is this? And they're like, it's Justin Bieber. And I was like, ugh, all right, well, <laughs> I'll learn it. It, so. just, it just happened to me the same, like two days ago. We're in my wife's car and, and the, the, the car hooks up to her phone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I know this song. And I you know, like looked at the radio and it didn't have like everything written out for who it was. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, it's this guy and Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that's Bieber's part right there. And she's like, yep. Mm-hmm. And like, you can recognize his voice. It's a good voice. And I was like, I guess I'll like it. Yeah, you know, you, uh, something about being forty and a, a adult male that you're not supposed to like Bieber's music, but well, you can. I mean, you have a younger daughter. That's what I do. I say, uh, "All my kids like it." I used to announce it before. I was like, "Okay, this next song is going to be by Justin Bieber," and uh, I'm playing it, and I know this song uh, because I want my kids to like me. Yeah, and I kind of want your kids to, you know, think you're cool. So you're welcome. <laughs> for, take, for taking them out and then listening to some music that they'll recognize. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you got to excuse it away. Yeah, the kids, uh, they didn't care, by the way. You know, the thing they, the only thing they like when I do is when I sing um, Christmas songs, but I'll do so in like a, I don't know, real normal choir voice, you know, because that's how I learned them. You yeah. Know, I, don't, yeah. I don't have a jazzy version of most of them. And so they're like, oh, I didn't know you could sing so good. <laughs> like, oh, th- thank you, I guess. <laughs> it's not like I'm a professional singer by trade. <laughs> well, and, it's, it, and, and if, you, if you wanted to get your band famous, you just need to put out a Christmas album. I, was I think those that, are like the easiest albums to come out with. You know, I was thinking that we could, they're all covers. A, yep. l- a lot of them are, whatever you call them. Oh, oh I want to oh, Yeah, the, like it's not... Uh, Royalty free. Royalty free. It's Something royalty free. Like yeah, where you don't have to pay royalties to anybody. So that would be cool because I like a few of those more than a few. I love I love Christmas music. So think about that. Maybe we could uh, write a few originals and then just like <laughs> put a bunch of Christmas stuff with it. Yeah, you know, just yeah. in time to just in time to buy something for your nerdy music friend. Yeah. Like oh, this is a local band, man. You're gonna like them. local band Christmas, and you sell sell the album, the CD, or whatever. I don't even know how you sell music anymore. <sighs> Last but, time uh, I did it, I actually 
burned it onto a CD. Yeah. Was and trying so you to just hand it to people. Yep. You just sell it for like eight bucks. Weird. And call it a stocking stocking stuffer. Mm-hmm. And most people you give that to will be like, I don't have a CD player anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, on the CD itself is going to be a little QR code. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that you can go and get it for free. <laughs> that's, that's what I should do. I should um, sell people the CDs that are just blank. Or, I mean, if you do have a CD player, go ahead and put it in. But stuck on top is the sticker that you can just get a download <laughs> for free. And here's how you pull it up on Spotify. Yep. <laughs> yep. Ooh, that's the move. Or you just sell a band sticker for eight bucks, and it ha- all of them have the, the QR, QR code. Because everybody, everybody's got that. I don't hate that. All right, let's wrap this thing up, Joe. Okay, that was cool. We did a, um, we did a Tuesday one. Oh, we got to tell people where we're at. Um, so check us out on Instagram, you guys, because one of these days within the next 11 episodes, <laughs> we're going to get super serious about it Yep, and it's going to be entertaining. Yep. I have ideas. Word. They're all like those short clip and real ideas. Mm. Did you see that commercial I did for the band? Okay. So I, I noted that you had one, but I was on the way out the door okay. and I was like, I've got to go back and watch this, but you did a little like short little... I think it was, I think uh, when Keller guys shared it, they said something about they're not comedians, they're musicians. You know, they like made a little joke. Really? And so I, I assumed it was funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to, uh, if I can bring it up real quick, I'll play it uh, through the thing maybe if I'm connected. Because this is my idea. Um, I, I like to keep things easy. You know, I don't like to get myself bogged down on all the artistic choices that one could make about mm. any little thing. So I just, I got, I was like, hey, anyone that's available, you yeah. know, come on over and we're going to um, do a quick commercial. And the guys that were, you know, the guys that were available. They, I saw I saw Johnny. Yeah, Johnny was there. And then we had Ryan. Um, he was, We're at Ryan's place. And, oh, I'm already connected. Awesome. And so he was doing the taping uh, because his phone was the best. We were like, oh, and that's what I did. I was like, okay, who has the nicest phone? <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't know professional stuff, no nothing. Just I have a cool idea. And I had a like top five reasons you should come to this weekend show. That's how much um, thought I put into it. I just yeah. stole David Letterman's ideas yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And um, let's see if I can get this thing so I can play it for everybody. And what I liked about it was. Um, that we got it done so quickly. And Johnny actually did a really good job um, editing it, I should say. He got that up pretty darn quick. Way to go, J-Man. Way to go, my friend. And I didn't give him any notes. That was the other thing. Like, keep it free and easy. You know, just do something funny. Do whatever you want. Yeah. And then I didn't even look at it before he posted. He just like, okay, it's posted. You know? Awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. You know, that took about this much time. And I didn't, I didn't feel like anyone was stress, stressed out. Okay, here it is. Uh, I think I have to turn uh, I, the blue I turned it up. Tooth. I already oh, turned it up. Oh, it's that one. Thank yep. you. Five reasons to come to the Keller Guys show with Ebb and Flow on November the 6th, 8 p.m. Number one, you get to hear something different. We call it Groove Rock Soul Funk. Number two, all of your dreams will come true. Number three, live music is an effective form of social lubrication. Number four, there's no better place to get music lube. <laughs> The Keller Guys has more German beers than any other place in the United States, except for like this one place in like Philadelphia, but Keller Guys, November the 6th, 8 p.m. <laughs>
Oh, and then it, and it shows a little uh, like after the, mm-hmm. um, the credits. After the prescription, it gives you all the reasons you shouldn't take the prescription. You yep. guys did that too. Yep. Yep. We stole that little, and then we do one last thing. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And yeah, he did a good job editing this together. Yeah, I was thinking that's nothing that, you know, two enterprising or three enterprising people, or like if we wanted to get together, I'd be like, okay, let's pick a pick our backdrop, whatever it's going to look like behind us. We'll clip something to something and have a phone aimed at us, and I'll just get it, and we'll yeah. do something real quick, and then we can edit the things together real quick, and bam, upload. Mm-hmm. So, which we talked about a couple weeks ago. Yes, but I'm just trying to do that thing where you just like just do it just do it you know get the rough draft yeah. out there get it done and that felt okay i, I now i feel like okay I, at least i have an idea of how to like get it done without being bogged down in all the minutiae whether it be technological or creative ideas oh my gosh because everyone has right. a good idea but i right. just want to get a thing done today yeah and so so pay attention to our social media yep you can sh- you can find us on instagram you can find us on facebook find us at get after it podcast You'll which see. will be changing which but will be changing. right now. It's good after it. Yeah, don't worry. You know, we'll we'll let you know. Yeah, you'll you'll already be hooked up. You'll following us. No, and we'll even try to do a YouTube thing. But that feels like I'm now I'm just like reaching for the stars. So oh, yeah, yeah right. Doesn't it feel that way? Yep. Okay. So we're gonna try to do better at being social mm-hmm. on the interwebs, mm-hmm. and we want you to find us on the google and we appreciate you just listening because i know that um there's a bunch of people listening and there's a bunch of people sharing um sharing us sharing us around and just saying hey check check these guys out they're doing something we got to get on their show and talk with them and then, mm. and then they'll ha- and then they'll have these jokes to say or whatever you guys are <laughs> saying so whatever you're saying we like it you're giving us more listeners we appreciate it yeah um we have more listeners every episode and that's not because of us that's because of you and so we thank you for that. Yeah. Um, keep doing what you're doing. We'll we'll try to keep doing what we're doing, but we're going to do it better. Yeah, we're going to get after more of it. Whatever mm. it is, we're going to we're going to bite off not more than we can chew, but just it'll more, be a mouthful more than usual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to use not just our incisors. Keep our chewing. molars are going to get involved. Yeah, we're going to keep chewing out there. You know, keep digging, keep chewing, keep keep trucking. okay i've been brian i've been joe we'll We'll see see you next show. show